It's just a little dirt, it's just a little stain. Trust me, it's the worth it. Just going through the pain. It's just a little tear, don't you worry, God is here. Don't be so hard on yourself, don't be so hard on yourself. It's just a little dirt, it's just a little stain. Trust me, it's the worth it. Just going through the pain. It's just a little tear, don't you worry, God is here. Don't be so hard on yourself, don't be so hard on Listen, yourself. Listen, you wanna explain to me how the Lord love a little sinner like me. I've been overstressing, I've been second guessing, I was on the dance for a second, I was feeling so defeated. I thought I was a leader, hurt so many people, all I see is teardrops when I try to go to sleep. I heard you had a soft spot for the black sheep, offer me forgiveness for the struggle to receive it. Now would you still love me? Smoking and sipping on that Patron last night If I was popping pills, trying to cop a thrill And I know I'm wrong, but I do it cause it feels so right What a, what a still be a child And would you still be around If I'm sick of church and tired of praying It's been a while of hope and education It's just a little dirt It's just a little stain Trust me, you're still worth it Going through the pain It's just a little tear don't you worry, God is here. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's just a little touch. It's just a little stain. Trust me, you're still worth it. Going through the pain. It's just a little tears. Don't you worry, God is here. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. She got a little child, but she ain't seen him in a while now. She gave a baby to the system, dealing with a demon. She was fighting her addiction. And this is all fact, not fiction. Praying that the Lord really fix it. Said the last time was the last time. But the last time got a feeling like the devil's mistress. But listen.
Mm. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. Uh, you're here with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. And today is April 8th, 2028. We are moving right along in, into this year. Thank God for his goodness and his grace. And, you know, yes, God does give greater grace. He gives grace. Matter of fact, the word of God says where there's more sin, there will be more grace. So what you see uh, people talking about, you know, um, as we all have witnessed uh, hatred, as we all have witnessed the injustice and different things that are going on, uh, impacting our community, impacting our lives, provoking thoughts and among us, there is grace. There is the power of God that is yet existing. We have to allow the power of God to work in our home. We have to allow the power of God to be in our communities. We have to allow the power of God by going, you know, being faithful to the Lord. And when I say faithful to the Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm very transparent. If you listen to uh, to me, you know, uh, through uh, as long as we've been on, um, I, I'm I'm just for real, and, and so so allowing God to be God means that from the the one that's presenting the word of God, they must be faithful to God. The Bible says, "He that bear the vessel of the Lord must have clean hands." The preacher need to be right. Everybody need to be right. When you go to church, you ought to have an expectation. When you whether no matter what church you're attending, when you come to Cornerstone, you have to have, bring an expectation that you know that you trust and that you're praying that the preacher, uh, the pastor is living a holy life, period. That's why Paul was able to say, follow me as I follow Christ. And that's the only reason you should be following. Uh, other than that, if, if the preacher is not following Christ, don't you follow that individual. Uh, you go to a Bible-believing church where the man of God and the woman of God is uh, following the Lord. They're, they're committed. They're presenting their body as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable unto him. And that's only our reasonable service. There's so much more to come uh, with that. Uh, listen, our, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., uh, Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and on Thursdays Acts of the Holy Ghost, you know, and that's just what we're talking about is the Holy Ghost. We might use names as uh, Peter. We might use name Luke, uh, you know, um, uh, Philip. Uh, however, they were being they were moved as the Spirit of the Lord moved them as they were instructed uh, to move. So it's all about the Acts of the Holy Ghost, and even today we should be praying, Lord. What is it you want me to give? What is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to, you know, whatever, just question mark of asking him about his will so that you can carry it out. And that's going to come through his word is going to come through. Uh, the, the Bible said, holy man moved as the spirit of the Lord uh, moved upon them. They prophesied. And so um, we're going to stay with that. And so we're talking about acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience. 
to the Word of God. Now, Tuesday night, uh, I said some things on, um, and uh, I pray and hope that those that were, that were listening and those that were here later are lining up with the Word of God, praying and establishing yourself in His will so that whatever you ask for, because I, I told the church and I told those lists, I said, uh, because of the act of obedience, uh, to prophesy to yourself, prophesy what you desire, prophesy a blessing into your life, believe it as if it's already done, make preparation and, and, and walk in it. Uh, you know, you have the, the ability to do that because the, the Bible said the power of life and death is in the tongue. And no matter how dry a situation might be, no matter how things uh, might look, they might feel, they might smell bad, talk to it. Go ahead and talk to it. You may be talking to it for a little while because uh, it didn't become like that overnight. But you keep talking to it and watch how it change. And, and so we're going to walk in obedience to the word of God. want to direct your attention to the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, uh, verse 36, 34. Uh, I don't endeavor to be long before you, um, but we're going to go into direct, go into the word of God. And I'm happy this evening. I hope you are too. Uh, maybe you're getting ready for bed. Maybe you're getting up. You know, it's the middle of your day. I hope you're as happy as well. The Bible tells us in the 15th chapter, beginning at verse 36. And some days after Paul, uh, some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, "Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we preach the word of the Lord." And see how they do. And Barnabas uh, determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed with uh, from them, uh, from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. And Paul also Silas, uh, who was a prophet, uh, departed and uh, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went uh, and he went through Syria and Cilicia, uh, confirming the churches. Now, just want to talk a little bit about being rough around the edges because what we're seeing here is some roughness uh, rough around the edges the proverbs 11 and 30 says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise the word dogmatic comes to mind <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> the word dogmatic comes to mind, so does season your words with grace. Uh, they were in some, these were some rough times. Roman authority, uh, the uh, Israelites was doing what Israelites do. They, they were having some issues. Their high priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, you know, uh, the Rhodians and, and uh, the Sumerians, uh, the political agenda was, was, was being carried out by those in the political arena of that day. Life-threatening situation uh, was occurring because of 
or for the preaching, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Witnessing, teaching, and healing in Jesus' name not only delivered souls, but offended those that opposed him. With the birth of the, um, or conversion of the Gentiles, uh, beginning at Jerusalem, new challenges were presented. Now, uh, remember on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together in one place. And while they were gathered together, the Lord poured out his spirit and the people heard it and witnessed. And in that, souls got saved and some of them were proselytes. A proselyte is a, a Gentile that's been converted to Judaism. And so even though he converted to a Judaistic belief, uh, you know, the core of that individual was that he was born a Gentile and he was seeking and he went through a process that he was going to adapt uh, to Judaism, which is the monotheistic belief of one God and the commandments, the Torah, uh, what Moses uh, had the five first five books of the Bible, which they were using uh, to extract the law out of, uh, as well as other uh, passages of scripture, you know, that uh, Jesus read from the book of Isaiah. And so it wasn't limited to the Torah. I want you to think that. And so uh, Paul was a student of the word. And before his conversion, he consented to the stoning death of Deacon Stephen as well as persecuting the church, he was rough around the edges. Paul was a diehard, uh, you know, in so many, in so many ways. Uh, we know a little bit about his story, um, you know, and that provides some light to the rough edges of the evangelist, uh, Paul. Uh, he was, he had went to the, um, the, the powers that be and got, uh, documentation he got a, a summons to go and to uh, drag those that was calling upon the name of the lord uh, back to uh, captivity to arrest them uh, he believed that they were carrying out a heretic doctrine and he was very rough and wanted to handle it but the lord showed him a light and he heard the voice of the lord and it changed his life and in that process, many were afraid of him. They didn't want to be bothered with Paul because they thought it was a trap. And so uh, there was a young man that did. And so maybe you know someone, uh, maybe you know, uh, know some believers that are rough around the edges, quick. You know, the, the Bible said the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. And I know some folks that, that have some tongues that, uh, that you would have thought that their tongue was a two-edged sword. They rough around the edges and God knows how to use that to his, to his advantage. He knows how to use that too. And so maybe, you know, some believers that are rough around the edges. Uh, maybe it was you. <gasps> do, do, do. No, uh, maybe it was you that was rough around the edges. That, uh, that from the years of maturity now and from you hearing the gospel and being taught that, uh, it has made a difference and you're not that person any longer. Certainly trials and tribulation will create empathy. You know, 
trial and tribulation has a way you start going through some stuff you'll you'll change it, it will it will sand down the rough edges uh you know water will drip in a certain upon a rock and after a while that rock will become smooth that drip could even uh, if it remained in the same place could even bore a hole through that rock over time and it would be just as smooth as can be and so uh things that we go through in our life can smooth off the rub the rough edges that we may have you know um maybe you experience the loss of a loved one and you know i remember hearing uh the elders and them say we don't we don't grieve like the world grieve and then when some of them start losing the, their loved ones it became a different story and they stopped saying that matter of fact some even said i will never say that again because it, it did not have the same meaning uh, they felt that pain and, and so therefore now they know how to have compassion and they know how to have an understanding and to comfort someone else maybe you've gone through a situation maybe it could have been a divorce it could have been some uh, a breakup with a girlfriend a boy it could have been the loss of a job you know it could have been the loss of a best friend and so now it changes your concept it changes your thinking of how you approach people and how you approach things and it knocks off the roughness around the edges where you can be compassionate where you can deal with things with a better understanding the bible tells us in galatians 6 1 through 2 it says brother if a man be overtaken in a fault ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness and obedience considering yourself well you can't consider yourself if you don't have no empathy if you're not being sympathetic if you you don't have any compassion or understanding how are you going to consider yourself? Only thing you're going to do is go and start quoting scripture. Only thing you're going to do is start telling a person what they should be doing and pointing the finger, you know, um, forgetting about the ones that are pointing back at you. You're going to have a word for them, but it really, you know, you ever meet someone and they have a word about your situation and, and which sometimes has already been dealt with, but they just can't wait to give their opinion. And so they walk up to you with a, with a, with a Shondo and coming in a Honda and all, you know, I've encountered that. And matter of fact, I knew before I even saw the individual that they were going to come and say something um, that they really should have kept their nose out of because they didn't have a real a true word from the Lord. Um, and so just out of the, the kindness of my heart, I, I let them get it off their chest, you know, and I even told them I knew you, you were coming my way. But, you know, and so what is it that, you know, in a nice tone? But the point is, is that. uh you really don't have the compassion or understanding and you're not considering yourself to even deal with some things. The Bible tells us to consider ourselves. How would you want someone to approach your situation? How would you want someone to speak to you? At least uh, thou also being tempted because you don't know when it's going to come around. Uh, uh, bear ye one another burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, this is the same man, uh, uh, Paul, that Luke is talking about. This man is the same one that had a great contention uh, with uh, Barnabas. Uh, and some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city 
where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. So Paul made a suggestion to Barnabas that they revisit the new converts. Barnabas was a already a minister. He was a minister when, before Paul met him. And while everyone else was saying, no, no, I can't, I can't deal with that. You know, I can't deal with Paul. This could be trickery. Uh, you know, uh, Paul could be setting us all up, pretending to be a convert and, and then arrest us all, find out what we all meeting at, you know, and, and, and then, uh, and then game over. But Barnabas took him under his wing and, and ministered to him. And, and so, now they're having a contention with each other. And I don't think Paul is, is thinking about uh, the fact that where he had come from, the time that Barnabas spent with him when he needed someone to help him. And so uh, when they had began to evangelize, and when the Lord said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work of the ministry, and he sent them out as evangelists uh, to go and to be a witness, uh, Barnabas uh, took John Mark with him. He invited John Mark to come along. Now, God's divine will, listen to this, God's divine will was that Barnabas and Paul would go out evangelizing. That was his divine will. The Holy Ghost said, separate these two men so that they can go out and do the work of the ministry. His permissive will allowed John Mark to accompany them. In other words, when Barnabas decided that, hey, um, John, you want to go with us? And John said, yes, the Holy Ghost did not prevent it. The Holy Ghost did not say, no, that's, that's not what I want. And so he allowed it, the, his permissive will. You want to abide in his divine will. His permissive will is different. Now, you need his divine will in order to be saved. His permissive will will bless you and allow some things to occur, but his divine will will save your soul. Uh, well, what do you mean? Well, listen, there are people that um, that was blessed with healing, but they didn't get saved. There were people that was healed and became saved. Okay, so uh, there's a difference in divine and permissive. The 37th verse and the 38th verse says, and Barnabas determined to take with them John. So Barnabas was adamant. He was like, no, wait a minute. Look, look John, has, yes, he did leave us in, in, while we was there in Pamphylia. Uh, he wanted to go back, but I, I want him to go with us. But Paul said, no, this isn't, that's not good, man. We're we not having that. And so uh, uh, at this point, uh, they're going back and forth, Barnabas, John Mark uh, wanted to continue, but Paul felt a little different. He felt, and because, in other words, from the time that John Mark had left them uh, earlier in our reading and, um, and then came back, Paul felt a certain way about this. Paul felt, uh, he felt, uh, you know, there's something uh, was going on inside of him. And so uh, Paul obviously felt, you know, that, uh, what John Mark did earlier was not cool. It wasn't right. And, and so he just wasn't, he wasn't feeling you, feeling him right now. And so maybe you did something. Maybe you did something and uh, you, you, get, you got some strange looks or might even still be getting some strange looks and reactions too. Uh, what you do today will dictate uh, some type of reaction uh, from your peers. So be careful. Be careful what you do. 
uh, because it's going to it's going to impact. It's going to have a reading. It's going to be judged. Well, don't judge me. No, listen. It's going to uh, it's going to be judged by your peers. Luke's account doesn't give uh, or it doesn't go into any details as to why John wanted to leave, but certainly Paul uh, uh, did not. Um, he just wasn't having that. He wasn't having it. And so um, I believe that the moment Paul, at that moment, Paul was saying, look, if you in this, you in it. If you're not, you're not. All in. You know, and and and, and I can I can see what Paul is saying. I can I can see, you know, um, that if you in, if you all in, you know, you want a ride or die, a relationship with God. You want a ride or die relationship with anybody that you're involved with. You know, either you all in. If you're not all in, then you all out because nobody have time for that mess. And that's that's what Paul was saying. And it's true today. Uh, we ain't got time for that mess. Um, you need to let ladies, you need to let that man know if, if you if you you telling me that you want to be involved, you either all in or you all out. You know, we not, I'm not a sidekick for nobody and you're not going to be my sidekick. You know, it's all in or all out. And we gonna ride or die, you know, in this, or we not, and you know, and I don't want to waste two, three years of my life and find out, you know, that, that you shucking and jiving because that's gonna piss me off. And so Paul had spent some time. You remember their journey was not this was not overnight. They was not catching TW, uh, TWA, you know, uh, uh, they was not taking uh, a trench, you know, or. Uh, ships and they were taking ships but you know what i mean they were not taking no speed boats or nothing like that journey it took days it took years it took time as well as the threats and the sacrifices that was being made for them to evangelize for somebody to, to start you know saying hey well i want to go back home now you know that sort of thing i changed my mind you know however as paul you know was soon discovered Paul soon would discover there is more involved in ministry. And that's what we need to look at. When it comes down to dealing with people, when it comes down, now, now let me say this up front. Let me say this while it's on my mind. Um, compassion doesn't mean compromise. So still, if you're in this, you're in it. If, you, if you're not, you're not. But it doesn't mean that anything is going to be compromised because we don't compromise the word of God. However, there is a moment, whether you ride and die, uh, there is compassion even in that. There is sympathy in that as well. And so uh, Paul would soon discover there is more involved in, in ministry. A matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, it says, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. Now, would, now you're listening here, a man that is has taken into consideration that I might be an apostle, I might be called of God, but there comes a time that I need to just, that I need to digress, I need to calm down. I need to bring it down a, a notch or so. And so uh, that I might be servant unto all that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews, I became a Jew that I might gain the Jews and to them that are under the law as under the law that I might gain them that 
are under the law, to them that are without law, as without law, being not without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak I became as weak, uh, that I might gain the weak. Uh, I am made all things to all men that I might be as all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partakers thereof with you. So Paul is learning. He has learned some things that, uh, you know, there was a man that was following him. He told the man, you're going to be blind for a season. So Paul has learned some things. Paul has come. Paul was blind for a season itself too. Uh, there are some things that he is coming into terms with that is making a difference in the ministry. And as we uh, have traveled through the book of Acts, you know, and, uh, you know, just skimming the surface, because there's so many things that we have not touched on uh, that the Lord say the same, we'll revisit again. But uh, right now, uh, Paul is writing and he's, he's now, you can hear in his letters, you can hear in his writings that he's not compromising, but yet at the same time, there is compassion. At the same time, there is a different understanding than this man had when he first started out. The Bible tells us in the, uh, the verse 39, and the contention was so sharp between them that they departed Asanda from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. And Paul uh, chose Silas who had accompanied them when they first started dealing with the circumcision issue. Uh, and uh, Silas decided to stay behind uh, as one of the men that solidified the message from the apostles and the elders. And so uh, he went with Paul and the brethren and them recommended or blessed them as they went on their journey to go back and forth, to go to Syria and so to confirm the churches, to go back and encourage them. You know, that's a good thing to do. Um, to go to the other to other ministries and just be there, just to encourage them. Uh, you know, you don't need an honorarium for that. Uh, to, to just stop in, to put some gas in the car, uh, to grab some folks and say, "Let's go over here and 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 encourage this ministry." It doesn't have to be a church anniversary service. It doesn't have to be the pastor's appreciation. You know, it doesn't have to be a building fund thing. It doesn't have to be anything that, you know, whatever come to your mind that you put on your church calendar uh, for you to want to just stop in and say, God bless you. For you to just want to stop in and say, you know, I, I stopped by to encourage you and tell you that, you know, and whatever words, whatever vernacular you're going to use to, you know, maybe it's a song that you that you that's in your heart uh, that you've been practicing, uh, that you're going to sing, you know, um, to the glory of God, you know, not a shower song, but something that's going to bless the church, bless the folks there. You know, um, when was the last time? Where's the evangelist at that goes out in the field? Um, and, and I'm not talking about those, those, I'm talking about a true evangelist, the evangelist that goes to the churches that needs to be encouraged. Where are they at? I haven't seen or heard or even hear testimonies of many of them uh, that did, I'm, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking about pre-2020. I'm talking about before that, uh, so that um, that was going out. And I'm, 
if you're just going to a church that's already established with two, three, five hundred, two thousand members, you're not doing anything. You know, all you're doing is building up on another man's work. Uh, but the evangelistic team of Paul and, and uh, Barnabas uh, were out at ground zero and they were doing things and then going back and reporting to the, the apostles and elders what was going on. And so it's a lesson when we talk about in our ministerial council, when we talk about evangelism and outreach, we'll be more into that. But uh, we see that uh, he was rough. Paul was rough around the edges, but later the, those rough edges began to wear down and the diamond in the rough began to show more. Now, Paul once rejected uh, John Mark, or as you may see his name also as Marcus in the scripture, but now he recommends him in Colossians 4 and 10, uh, where he calls him a fellow uh uh, that he, he speaks about him and said, Marcus, the uh, sister, uh, son of Barnabas, touching whom we receive commandments, if he come unto you, receive him. So he gives a recommendation to receive him. So things have changed. No longer is John Mark considered a deserter. Uh, and Philemon uh, 23 and 24 says, there salute thee, uh, Apophras, my fellow prisoner, in Christ Jesus, Marcus, uh, uh, Demas, and Lucas, my fellow laborers, uh, he calls him, he refers to him as a fellow laborer. So he commends him in, in one situation, he, another, he refers to him as a fellow laborer. Uh, he said uh, also in 2 Timothy, that uh, you know, we know that Timothy was a young man that Paul nurtured uh, in the gospel, and, and he even mentions to him uh, that he is profitable. Uh, he said that he's profitable, and that he's an extension to Paul's ministry. He said, only Luke is with me. Luke is the penman, the secretary, the one that is writing this epistle. Um, Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. You see those the roughness, the rough edges is, is gone and compassion is prevailed. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this. Not, you know, didn't want to go too far into this this evening. But, you know, my gospel mother, Overset Blanche Irvin, uh, displayed a lifestyle of holiness in that. And she taught us uh, through her life and is that do not throw anyone away. Someone may leave the church. Someone may do something to offend you or, you know, or maybe they don't agree with you. Don't throw people away. You never know when they're going to be profitable for the work of the ministry. You never know when they're going to be a fellow laborer. You don't know when you're going to write a recommendation for them. Because see, all of that comes from the compassion and the observation and the fact that you have matured and those rough edges have, have been worn down and now uh, compassion and the true uh, shine is beginning to show. It's being displayed. 
Paul and Barnabas argued about John Mark. And no matter how you shake it and bake it, you twist it, say it, you know, you can say it was a family related issue. But Paul would learn later a lesson for all of us and, you know, that we need to learn. And that is to have compassion. As we read through the epistles, as we uh, are reading through Acts, Paul writes epistles that we'll eventually get into uh, to some of the churches. And you hear the tone, you hear the difference in what he is saying compared to when he first started out in ministry. Not only would Paul be an apostle to the Gentiles, but he would become virtuous. He would become virtuous. You know, and so I, I like Luke. Had, if Luke had gone with Barnabas, he, he stayed with Paul. But if he had gone with Barnabas and, and Mark, then we would be reading a different story. You know, someone uh, was uh, saying, you know, hey, well, when Paul and when Barnabas and Mark left, you know, you don't hear nothing else about them. Well, that's because the person who was doing the writing stayed with stayed with um, uh, Paul. So it's really, I mean, there's nothing uh, spiritual about that, nothing scientific about it you know, or anything is just a thing that the person that was doing the penmanship uh, did not go with Barnabas and Mark. Had Luke went with Barnabas and Mark, then we would know more about their ministry and their growth. We would know more about what Mark went through and the changes that he made in his life. In order for Paul to say, to recommend him, in order for Paul to say that he's profitable, in order for Paul to say that he's a fellow laborer, we would know more of those details. We would know more of the details of what of the people that uh, that they encountered in Cyprus. We would know more, a lot more things about. But Luke didn't accompany them. He accompanied Paul. And so let's be mindful. Let's if you've been rough around the edges, think about it. Be compassionate. Season your words with grace. You know, think about what you've gone through. I, I, especially if you have children. You know, we could be pretty rough on our kids. And, you know, and of course, we're doing it out of love and we don't want to see them hurt and, and suffer and deal with some of the, the stupidity that we dealt with because we didn't listen. There's a way to approach it. There's a way to deal with it that's going to make a difference. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and and then and and uh, then we're gonna have a word of prayer. But you know, one of my sons, um, I don't know if he's listening or not, or if he will hear this later. But I remember when he got his ears pierced, and um, you know, and I, I would <laughs> I would go to the room and uh, and he would kind of uh, fix his pillow or you know fix himself where it was not noticeable. And when I, I noticed it, and this some time ago, you know, I said, I'm disappointed in you. I said, I'm so disappointed. And he looked, you know, I knew he had built that wall up and, you know, just really just waiting for the impact of whatever I might say. And I said, you could have at least got some diamonds. And he started laughing because it was so unexpected, you know, left it alone. Never bothered with that. Never said nothing else about it anymore. And you'd be amazed at uh, what happened later on in life. Um, some of the discussions that 
we had about maturing and growing in images, um, you know, as he went to job interviews and different things and, and, and what he learned. But at that moment, I, it was such a big difference that, you know, I just told him, I said, hey, you, you come in and get some, some diamonds, man, you know, you're going to do it. And, um, you know, and that was it. Just have some compassion. Think about what you did, you know, and where you was coming from. And some of us were, was hard. And there is some uh, yet some compassion even among those that are banging, uh, those that are they're sympathetic. They, they understand they have compassion. Listen. Uh, and so let it makes a world of difference. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Uh, and, you know, with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that you would bless your people, bless the listeners thereof. Lord God, uh, strengthen. Lord God, help us to walk before you. You found uh, pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, I want to encourage you to do so. If you have not uh, dedicated your life or you need to rededicate your life unto the Lord, do it. What are you waiting for? Seek the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. The Bible said that the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Uh, if if you've been blessed by the messages, you know, uh, uh, please uh, share the link with someone. We can be found on, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast carriers. Remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our songstress and the artist and their producers. Until then, be blessed. I hope to see you here or to see you there in Jesus' name.